0: Happy Saturday or whatever day you're listening to. I'm Matt Pierce Briscoe, the guy on the other end of the phone. That's John Kelly. He's our columnist, journalist. Uh, he's a opinionator of all things. He's uh, got a take on everything. And you know what? I, I'm happy to listen, and I hope you are too. Hey, uh, this the South Side Light News podcast and the Corpus Christi Light. John, what is your group over there? I'm sorry. What is your group over there? It's the uh, the, the neighborhood, what is it?
1: First, first and CC
0: Council Watch on
1: Facebook.
0: Now, could you imagine John Kelly watching City Council? I mean, you know, like, I mean, th- these people don't do a damn thing without you knowing about it.
1: Well, that's, the hard part is uh, sitting
0: through a six or seven hour meeting. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it seems like that's become the norm these days, and, you know, and kind of like you and I were talking here off the air a while ago, is, uh, you know, City Council, and really Commissioner's Court, that's become the biggest free entertainment in town. I mean, it's, you know, it might be a circus, but but damn it, it's Corpus Christi's circus. I mean, it's a resident weekly circus down there, man. Right. So... And now we've got these, as you, you talked about in your, your commentary and your op-ed this week, uh, you know, we've got the, uh, county commissioner our county judge, uh, uh, Barbara Canales and newly elected mayor Paulette will and Corpus Christi. These two facing off, these two really, uh, strong-willed personalities are now facing off. They both love the camera. They both love themselves a lot. Um, Let's, they think very highly of themselves. John, were we at now that these two strong-willed children are facing off?
1: Well, I, I think that the situation appears to be deteriorating from what we had hoped would happen. Uh, there was a number of observers who were concerned because uh, of the strength of the person now lays, and uh, uh, they all, both have their own vision for the area. And, uh, that sometimes comes into conflict. And I think th- 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 there's a couple
0: factors. Uh, one is, uh, but doesn't you know, really know, have any vision? I mean, what is Rihardo's vision? we well, never heard about that through the campaign. We still don't really know. No, that's, that's true. Uh,
1: you know, uh, I, I want to say that I think uh, that both, both, to the job, and I'm, I'd say this whether this is a woman or a man, uh, without much executive experience. Uh, Barbara really has not had any executive experience. She's been, uh, I think, a part-time attorney, and uh, she's she ran a not-for-profit based on her daughter's illness. Uh, she was a port commissioner before, which is a group on uh,
0: group decisions uh, and, but but John I will say this in 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 Barbara Canales's defense in Judge Canales's defense Judge Canales is I'm just going to say it. Judge Canales and I have disagreed with her vehemently on numerous things and I think she is part of the good old the good old boy club but um, Judge Canales is is truly I think, better fit for the job than Mohardo is for her job as mayor. Well, it's hard to tell you. I mean, so? Mojardo, you know, she did run, supposedly run an insurance company,
1: and but I'm not sure how much that applies to the governmental sphere, you know. And as a large member, she was not the executive in
0: control. And so I, I, I really well, what I, I say to... being fit for the job though is I'm talking about mentally fit. I mean, you know, being prepared to do a job. I mean, Canales is an attorney, you know, she's she's very classically trained. Uh, you know, do I have do I take issue with her? Of course I do, but 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 I think at least Judge Canales is is a proper fit for her job. You know Well
1: I you know, it's, it's too soon to tell on all that, but I do think I do think there's a uh, 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 a really pointed difference, and that's Barbara's training as an attorney and stuff, and her personality uh, is showing up in a desire to make things happen. Unfortunately, that seems to be mostly make things happen the way she wants them to happen, mm-hmm. and with no consideration to the city council or uh, how the, how the city sees things and to, to put this in perspective uh, Barbara has control of a ninety million dollar budget at the county and the, the budget at the city is 900 million dollars almost right. or, almost a billion so so there's a, a lot more responsibility on the city. Uh, government than there is uh, the county government, which is uh, people. Most people don't understand. Uh, I think Lehardo is trying to still find her feet, you know, underneath her, and uh, she's made a couple of what I would call errors in terms of establishing
0: herself. And one was uh, Rajan. But, uh, did did uh, you Kampus. say she's? Did you say she's? She's still trying to find her feet. I think so. I bet that's not uh, the first time somebody said that.
1: Well, she's been hit by a lot,
0: you know. Yeah. Uh, the, the, you know, the
1: pandemic's still here. The economic problems are still here. There's this developing fight with the county and the port. And and Barbara's really in the middle of that. Barbara's really taking the position that uh, she's going to side with the port. And the, the disturbing thing about that is that the port has t- t- been pushing... For legislation that would take regulatory rights and authority from the city, and wants to be be able to compete in commercial and residential development.
0: Well, you know uh, which that plan, port though—that's like, a whole nother ball of wax, though, isn't it? I mean, like, I mean, we've got the port CEO allegedly driving all the way to Florida in a port car, you know, to meet up with his with his little hoochie mama over there. You know, I mean. Well, you know what that kind of joke be, is this?
1: That may be true. I I I I'm focused on.
0: Oh, that's uh, true. That 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 is true. I'm almost ninety nine point nine percent certain it's true.
1: Yeah, I'm not saying it isn't.
0: Yeah. I'm saying I'm saying what I'm saying is the bigger fight is uh, between the county and the city for control of the I got you. I got 100. you. Okay, I got you. I hear you. Yeah, the the ports saying. Well,
1: we want we to go into the commercial development process. We want to uh, help... Uh, Barbara's trying to enlist in to help her develop the old county courthouse. They'll land in the Sea district and land on North Beach. And uh, uh, basically, they want to escape the city's prerogative to regulate what kind of development goes there. And they also... Uh, uh, can offer to developers land that doesn't pay
0: any taxes. Yeah, you know, I uh, wonder if she was part of that meeting this week. I wonder if, if Judge Collis and we have to ask her about this, if she was at that meeting with uh, North Beach potential developer Jeff Blackard, uh city engineering people, um I think Peter Zanoni, City Manager Peter Zanoni might have been there. Um you know, I wonder if she was at this meeting, if they invite, I, I, let's see, who all was there? It was uh, Gil Hernandez, Councilman Gil Hernandez, the, the lobbyist for the developers. She had District 5. Yeah, District uh, 5, yeah, District five lobbyist it. for the developers, Gil Hernandez was there. Um, and then Jeff Blackard was there. Um, and apparently this was a follow-up to a meeting that they had a couple of weeks ago uh, with city staff about North beach development. I guess this is kind of the, the the course of business, but, uh, I just wonder if, if judge Canales, you say she's trying to further that agenda. I I wonder if she was part of that or if she was been part of any of those conversations, John.
1: I I don't know. Uh, I do know that what makes it messy is uh, because she is, uh, represents the County on the tourist board for North beach. Uh, it seems like a conflict that her uh, domestic partner, Doug Allison, represents both the port and, and uh, Lynn Frazier, one of the developers, with, uh, who's a developer in working with Jeff Blackard.
0: You know, that's uh, another. that's another funny question you bring up there, too. Wouldn't you like to know what Doug Allison's billing is to the port?
1: Well, we're probably going to find out.
0: I mean maybe we just, maybe we ought to just hit them with some FOIAs or something you know and just say hey you know how much how much dough has Doug Allison been collecting off the port uh you know through this whole little round table you know I mean right. uh, let's get let, let's get this straight a mostly pi lawyer personal injury lawyer sure representing and, the and port and I think that'll that'll become more apparent as time goes on, and we get are able to get more information. Yeah. Uh,
1: but but the big big split here is uh, uh, Sean Strawbridge is of course pushing uh, all kinds of development. He wants to spend sixty million dollars this year on land acquisition, and at the same time, he had they had said once when somebody said why don't you sell surplus land that's not really for port use to private developers? He said, well, we don't do that. We don't sell land. I mean, the city does, the county does, uh, but he's not going. So you've got this, this uh, apparent ever growing octopus of a port uh, infringing not only just on corpus, but on the
0: cities around the bay, which would, that would affect that. Yeah, Aransas well, Pass, right. yeah. Port Aransas, yeah.
1: yeah port A. Uh, you know, all, there, in fact, when they first suggested this back in October, the mayors of all the cities, including Joe McComb at that time, wrote a letter saying, you know, this legislation is crap. Don't do it. And uh, so the port kind of withdrew the legislation, even though they were begging the city to go in with them on it. In the meantime, uh, the county, led by Barbara, uh, pushed through legislation to give the port authority to do the same thing with the county land and some of within the city. So they were kind of bypassing and going around the, working around the city's objections, and that puts the county in right direct conflict with the city. Uh, so, so you know, what's who's going to prosper? for don't see any benefit from from this uh, lack of uh, uh, of cooperation. Uh, Sean Sean very clearly stated at that last city council meeting that he was at that uh, they are going to take their own course. They while they say they're going to cooperate, he continued to say well, we're going to do all the same things we were going to do before. So I'm not sure how, how real that that uh, uh, that idea of cooperation is on
0: their part. I well, you think know what the port needs to do. The port needs to follow the city, and uh, the port needs to go and hire them a public relations firm, like uh, you know Thomas Graham. I mean that seems to be one of the yeah. chief vendors for the for for Nueces County. Well, the bad the bad part is. What's is, that company called? Um, that, that Crosswinds Communications there we go, Crosswinds there you go, uh, Sean Strawbridge you can always call uh, Crosswinds they do a lot of business with the county now so
1: um, I think that, that what you what you gotta uh, watch is that uh, our, our mayor unfortunately seems to be so far somewhat acquiescent to the county judge I mean she's angry from all reports, she's not happy with the, the county. But I don't know. If she's one of the first s- signals we had that the uh, Barbara was dominating this uh, this uh, coupling was uh, the
0: fact that uh, Rajan Ahuja, the new yeah. the new city
1: appointment, new city appointment
0: sworn in was by Barbara, party. yeah sworn in by the county commissioner,
1: uh, and 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 he had put on one of the first uh, fundraisers for Barbara when she ran for uh, county commissioner. So who who is is, uh, 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 your representing? Is he representing uh, the city, or is he representing the county?
0: Well, you know what's Uh, funny about that, though, John? You know what's funny about that? During the early 2000s, if you were a Democrat in the United States and you were still bitter about the Al Gore loss, you know, when George Bush smashed him, you know, right during, during that whole period of time when Bush was selecting his cabinet and, you know, donors and friends of the campaign and all that stuff, they called that cronyism. The Democrats used to say, George Bush, George Bush cronyism, at Texas cronyism. He's doing that yeah. Texas cronyism. Well, you know what? Guess look what we have here. I mean, it's cronyism. That's what it is. So, don't ever come back bitching at me and saying that somebody else is doing cronyism when you're doing the same flipping thing. You know? Yeah. Politics think, is cronyism, man. I think
1: that that uh, uh, the, catat- the basic uh, thing that's going to is going to break down a couple ways. They're fighting over who who's getting diesel permits. Uh, they're fighting over North Beach. Uh, they're, you know, fighting over this authority. Uh, they've been fighting over vaccines. Uh, and the, the other thing that, uh, uh, puts kind of Paulette as a disadvantage, uh, is I don't know how well she understands her, her role. Um, uh, you know, she said she wanted to be a full time mayor. Uh, well, wow. whether she's a full time mayor or not, one of the main objectives of dealing with these issues is uh, effectively interacting with the state legislature. Uh, Last Monday, she had made an appointment and asked for two hours uh, with Todd uh, Hunter, who was a state legislator for... uh, Yeah, yeah. And uh, then uh, uh, she had... uh, Her uh, one of her assistants called Monday morning and uh, canceled. Said she was too busy. Well, what could be more important than this conflict between the county and city uh, at a time when the when the legislature is meeting is active? Uh, Todd is on two committees and head of one, uh, and both all of which are relevant. Uh, to this discussion and uh she said she became she said it was too busy she was too busy after she set up the appointment that's not the way you deal with uh, uh a concerted effort by uh, the county and the port to legislate and lobby against you and uh you, you can't go unanswered if it wants to, if she wants to have an impact on it, so whether that's inexperience or intimidation or uh, really just you know i don't know what, what would be more important than your
0: legislative agenda hey and, and you know i i i guess you would make the argument that public health is is more important to the uh you know, then a legislative agenda, but still, I mean, you don't make a two-hour appointment with a, uh, you know, with a lawmaker, a state lawmaker, and then blow him off, I mean, that just shows immaturity, you know?
1: Well, she's, you know, the reality is, she's not in charge of vaccines or, or, or health
0: no. measures. But, you, you know, part of the deal is, to though, to get elected, she courted a lot of fringe groups, like out in some of the outlying neighborhoods of Corpus Christi, she, she got involved with some pretty, she made a bunch of promises and a bunch of handshake deals with some really strange cats, you know, and just to get elected. And, you know, and I'm talking about people that most people may not even know their names, you know, and, and, you know, now she's got. She's ultimately got to try to massage the egos of these people, like out in Flower Bluff, that that you know that, that that feel like she now owes them a favor. She's having to go around the city trying to pay these favors back or keep these people at bay.
1: Well, one thing I, I had commented on during the election is that she couldn't possibly keep all the promises that she made. No because they conflicted with each other. And her, it seemed like her, her agenda for the city was to uh, basically say, what do you want? And for her to say, I'll give it to you. She had no clear platform of her own.
0: Yeah. So no. that's a real weakness going into actual governance.
1: Uh, you know, because now you don't have a clear position and you're in conflict with two
0: different groups or more of constituents. Look, I'll say this, John, I'll go there, okay? And you know me, I'll, I'll nothing is off limits with me, but yeah. let's just face it, okay? How does a, there was a lot of voter strategy went into Paulette Guajardo's win, Okay. You and I both know this, and we're. I'm going to be called a male chauvinist pig and everything else when I say this, but so be it. Guajardo uh, did not win because she had ideals. She did not win because she had a platform. She won because she marketed herself to machismo male voters and women voters who felt she could be influenced, who, who felt, she could that she could connect with um, using charm, good looks, and really no wit. One key point to one, and, and I'll be honest with you. I said this during the campaign, and I'll say it again. Batty eyes and a smile will get you places that nothing else will get you, and the key point to that was with the public safety unions. Yes, She went in there and did not have a damned clue about what she was going to do for these people, yet they cuddled her and tipped her off to the questions that would be asked and then turned right around and endorsed her. Let me tell you something, they get what they deserve. This city gets what it deserves by falling for the pretty smile and batty eyes and a candidate with no platform.
1: Well, not only does she and I have a platform, I think we have to look at her performance for the last four years. And her position was not anything stellar or original. Uh, it was mostly, you know, making sure she got on camera. Uh, yep. Her positions are not strong. Uh, she she vacillates, and it's showing. You know that that's showing since she took her the mayor position. Uh, many of the things she was gung-ho on, she is uh, basically uh, quiet
0: about it now. Who else uh, puts it, up a... Was, who else, John, makes a six-foot-tall or seven-foot-tall, tall, I'm talking about, campaign sign and puts them all over town?
1: Yeah, that's, that was the campaign.
0: She was campaigning <laughs> off of what she believes is her modely good looks. That was, that was the campaign. That was the campaign, there and was, she and she knew it. She went and put these signs in places where she knew the machismo voter would would likely turn out, and she knew that. Yes, and she played that card. And I will. I am publicly calling you out, Paulette Buhardo. You need to get a flipping platform, and get one uh-huh. quick for the better better uh for the future of this city you need to get your platform together and quit playing like you know what you're doing
1: yeah it's that's that's i think kind of what's you made a good description of what's happening now i'm not sure she knows how to counter the push by barbara and there is a push by barbara to dominate the city the city uh uh
0: processes you know, I know some of my Republican friends would argue this with me, John, but one thing that at least Barbara Canales brought to the table when she ran for county judge was a platform. Yes, she did. Judge Canales at least brought a platform to the table. And she did not she did not do that. She did not get elected in a trashy manner. You know, I know some of the Republicans out there will disagree with me on this, simply because Republicans disagree about every time every time they lose. Uh, but the truth is, at least Canalis has a platform. Well,
1: you know, rather than rather than, uh, yeah, I think that now whether she is following the platform, yeah, yeah, uh, she alleged or she was going to do. Or whether she's following another platform in addition, which is her own. Yeah, you know that—that's a question. Uh, yeah, I—I—I I, I, I don't think there—that uh, either of them are are incompetent. Uh, have at least have some proven it. Uh I,
0: I, I think. I, I think. To, to say that Paulette Woharto is competent to do the job—that's a stretch. Well,
1: I think it is. It's whether she can can rise to the occasion now that she's
0: got it. Well, and she's you got know? plenty of staff now. I mean, you know, she she's got what three people hired to help her out. I mean,
1: yeah, that might be. I don't know about that. I but I, I you know I think the thing is going to be—is she going to. The port and Barbara, uh, bully her on this agenda. Uh, and let's go back to North Beach
0: for a minute. That's what I was going to uh, say. We have that Ters Four board going to meet on Tuesday before council, right? Yes, yes. That item will probably pass, don't you think?
1: I don't. I don't know what's going to happen uh, with with that uh, because, first of all, there's been. Uh, I was contacted by Carrie Meyer, who was formerly on that trust board after the article came out and she uh, said that uh, basically I had a couple of mistakes or errors in there, which I would like to address. Uh, one was, you know, I, I had made the comment that the uh, board, that the uh, project was going to cost much more than $40 million. That was not said. That was the implication in that engineering meeting because the, the $40 million was just just for the digging of the canal and the bulkheading. It was not included uh, any fill or anything else. And when the study came out, the study showed that currently the way, the way they planned it was totally unfeasible. Because they have the they have the canal located in the highest part of the part yeah. of the land, in the north Beach. and you can't make water flow uphill. Yeah, and, uh, yep. and 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 Carrie says, "Well, Sean Sean Straver says they got plenty of fill to help them. Well, that's great, but somebody's got to pay to move that fill, and somebody's got to pay to level that fill, compact it. That's all expense." That also, it was also a whole question about what about the private property owners? Are you going to fill their lots for free and, yep. uh, and and triple their value of their property, of their investment? Or, you know, no cost to them. Are we going to do that for free? You can do it for everybody that has a little property. You know, there's a lot of questions. Uh, to, to, to put in the whole draining system and the canal and the fill is certainly going to cost three or four times $40 million. Now, I don't have a problem with improving North Beach. I want to make that clear. Yeah. But the problem is is why is the city the one who is trying to shoulder the burden uh, and the county is trying to get the city to shoulder the burden when it's actually a port problem, a tech stop problem, a GLO problem, a county problem. I mean, the city is like the last guys on the list and there's no way we're going to invest that kind of money in a in a, uh area that's going to have limited uh, development to start with because it's in a velocity zone and even with all those improvements, it will not prevent storm sur- sur- surge damage. Yep. And so... You know, what's, where's the liability there? So, I, you know, my my feeling is uh, they would be better off, uh, you know, private owners who don't want to work with them uh, buying them out. But that's going to take a massive effort, like I said, by all those agencies agreeing on what the plan is going to be and how the funding is going to be. Uh, there's
0: no way there's enough uh, development on North Beach to pay for that by itself. Yep. Hey, you're listening to the South Texas Voice STS Vox with John Kelly and I'm Matt Pierce Briscoe. We're talking about city, county, port issues. Uh, Here we do this once a week on this podcast. Uh, John is uh, John John digs into this stuff. And and me, I kind of sit back and, and Uh, I'm with him. I kind of opine on this stuff. We report on different things here. Uh, John is a a community advocate and uh, John John does a lot of good work for us. Uh, John, on this North beach issue, I thought a couple of weeks ago, we thought this thing was dead.
1: I think, I think the original plan I think is dead. Um, there's going to be, uh, what they're going to do is the staff is going to present, uh, three options. And,
0: uh, when are they going to do it, that? Huh? When are they going to do that?
1: I think it's city council. You'll see it at city council. I don't think it's going to, it may come to the church board first, but I, I kind of doubt it. I think it's going to come to the city council. That's what you were told. And, uh, the, the options are going to be uh, other than you know they're gonna basically have a, a, a kind of uh, estimated cost on them and I think what you're gonna find is there's gonna be one with district drainage only which is gonna be a few million dollars and up to the one with the canal uh, but to do the canal and everything right is going they're gonna it's gonna end up being like three hundred thousand dollars so it's like, you want a Cadillac or do you want a Chevy? Yeah. Uh, do you want to pay, do you want, how much do you want to pay? That's going to be the issue. And uh, I, I don't think there's an there's appetite uh, to do probably uh, option two or option three. You know, it's probably going to be the cheapest option that we have. Uh, it's, it's not, uh, we can't do that by ourselves. With those other agencies, there's an opportunity, I think, to tap into uh, the Coastal Resilience Fund that the GLo has. It has four billion dollars in it, and right now you're limited to $100 a hundred uh, uh, you know, uh, million dollars a year for any one agency. You know, that's—I'm sorry—it's a couple million dollars here, and so. You know, it's a matter of multiple agencies applying for different parks, all, you know, making the combined package and getting the funding that way. Uh, I think the current approach where people are fighting to con- for control is going to be uh, to the detriment of everybody. The other thing that's happened is there's some changes in that board. That board is made up of the city council, uh, and the new board chairman is Billy Lerma, the newly elected uh, uh, District 1 yep. representative from the city. And uh, uh, the other members, which Carrie pointed out, I'm glad you did, uh, What is a representative from uh, Texas State Aquarium, Tom Schmidt, and Steve. Banta from Lexington,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and yeah, she, she was a community representative, but she was, surprisingly, she told me she was watching it on TV and didn't have any, any uh, notice that it was coming. She was removed from the board instead of having a renewal, and Ken Berry was put on. Mm-hmm. Now, she said Ken, Ken said he, he supports Cannell. But I was told he doesn't support the canal. So that's going to be an interesting uh, market. But also, Barbara is also on that board. So yep. in the board Monday, there'll be Paulette and Barbara and Kenberry, who's somewhat of a bomb thrower. It's certainly not afraid to tell his opinion. Uh, and uh, other city council members that are pretty skeptical. So it's,
0: it's going to be a real... Uh, a, a real confrontation, problem um, well we got a lot coming up here on the in the near future here on the city front looking at North Beach but uh, John I, I want to you may not know too much about this but I'm going I'm to shift gears a little bit here uh, on you and, and, and try to talk about this because I want to extend uh, our, our condolences our deepest condolences Uh, to the uh, family of uh, Ann Bauman, who sit on the uh, Regional Transit Authority Board. Uh, She passed away yesterday at the age of 83. Uh, She was appointed to the RTA board, uh, I believe it was in 2017, December 2017, um, to to serve that. She really cared, seems like, about the folks that utilize public transportation here uh, in, in Corpus Christi. Uh, in, in within the region, John, what what happens now with w- with this now that she's uh, died and she, you know, there's a vacancy left? Uh, will the city reappoint? Is that what happens?
1: If, if she's a city
0: appointee. Yeah, she, she is. Yeah, be. she was a city appointee. So what <clears throat> who fills that vacancy, do you think?
1: Not sure yet. Uh, haven't seen the applications, and uh, uh, really don't know what who's in the, what forces are trying to uh, be involved in RTA in these days.
0: Do you think our RTA board here is doing? A, do you think we have a room to improve here, or is it doing okay?
1: You know, really, I I can't say that that. Uh, I can't really make a judgment on that. I haven't studied them close enough. I know that there's some people with some political agendas on that. More of both on both sides. Uh, I think the biggest uh, the biggest issue is how how are how is RTA going to recover from this uh, pandemic. Mm-hmm. And uh, how are they going to get creative to get people back on buses? Because that's been a problem. Uh, I understand that ridership is down quite a bit uh, because of fears of infection, and of course, people lost their jobs. So that you know, those people that were riding the bus that have those low income jobs, many of them got laid off. And so, uh, the biggest problem are our buses. Need is expansion
0: of service, and and I don't know how they do that, and the, the fiscal restraint that's that we're under. Um, well, you know, and guess what else is uh, coming up here, uh, John? Here, here's something else here. I know this is uh, this is good news to you if uh, you know you, you care about car washes and having a clean car, but uh, WashWorks Car Wash has acquired a site right there at Cimarron Boulevard in Corpus, uh, continuing its aggressive expansion uh, into the Texas market. Now it will operate 18 locations in three diverse markets across the United States. And this will just be another car wash popping up here in Corpus Christi. And that brings up the topic of water. We have another car wash popping up, right? Decal. Yeah. Where are we at with decal? Uh,
1: first of all, most of the car washes uh recycle the water. Uh, and uh, on Cell that that again is uh, part of the city county.
0: Uh, I think concert. part of my point there was, do we just need another frigging car wash? You know.
1: <laughs> Not, well, I don't. Uh, my nephew washes my car. <laughs>
0: <by the way>. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Anyway, where do we stand on this friggin' desal thing, man?
1: I think desal right now is, again, an area of conflict between the city and the county. The, the counties kept saying, well, we're getting these permits for the city. And the city said, wait a minute, we don't want the permit at, at Harbor Island. We just don't think it's good. and it's the worst place you can put one. And Sean Strawbridge's response was, we know better than the city we're going to go ahead and do it anyway. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's, that's a problem. That attitude is a problem. Because Sean seems to not understand, and this commissioners seem to not understand, that they are not in line with the community. The community has concerns about this industrialization. They have concerns about diesel dumping water uh, in the bay, yeah. and and they don't want to address them. They just want to plow ahead and pretend that the public doesn't matter. And uh, quite frankly, that's going to bite them at some point. Uh, and uh, 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 the commissioners are appointed by the city council. represent the city's interests and and the three commissioners the uh, the CEO of the port Sean Straubis is hired by those people and the county representatives to uh, carry out the interests of the people in the county and he seems to think well I can just disregard that and I know it's best for everybody that kind of paternalistic attitude uh, quite frankly, uh, sours people no matter whether you're right or not, Yeah, you know? Uh, well, you know, and, go ahead, John. Yeah, and, and, you know, the, the,
0: somebody needs to tell Sean that. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Well, you know, uh, John, kind of switching gears here because we're getting a little short on time here, but, uh, you know, the, the Wings Over South Texas Air Show Takes place on May 1st and 2nd um, here in South Texas. I think it's going to be out at Kingsville this year. Um, hang on, let me check. I think it's going to be out at Kingsville this year. But uh, anyhow, um, the wings over. No, it's going to be on the uh, uh, bayfront, May 1st and 2nd. It's going to be along the bayfront. So, but anyway, um, I was out at the airport this week covering a. Uh, a story out there about the folks that are coming back to the airport. And guess what I learned? What's up? I learned that there will be a big announcement taking place, likely, um, at the Wings Over South Texas Air Show that could be a game changer uh, for the uh, Corpus Christi International Airport and make it easier for folks to uh, get to places that uh, directly – that they may not normally have access to get to out of CCIA. So, yeah, so, you know, they've had some leadership changes at the airport and, uh, you know, I understand that there's been some, uh, back, back channel negotiations there going on, uh, you know, to bring in some, some stuff and, um, I hear that we need to keep our ears and eyes open for a big announcement that's going to take place out at the Wings Over South Texas Air Show, May first and second, um, and that announcement involves Corpus Christi International Airport CCIA.
1: Well, hopefully, it means some more uh, some direct flights. That's the biggest.
0: Reason. Well, that's you know that, that's kind of what I'm hearing. I mean, you know, now nobody's confirmed that. Obviously, but but I'm hearing that there's going to be an announcement made at the Wings Over South Texas Air Show on May first and second, and uh, it's it's could uh, involve some direct flights and maybe another carrier. We're going to have to see. So that 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 could be a game changer to get more people back into our airport. Sure, could, and that could be a big deal. So. John, man, it's always good talking to you, man. Every every week we get a chance to do this, man. It's always fun. There, there's a lot going on. I think we have a lot uh, to keep our eyes on at City Council and at, at uh, Commissioner's Court huh? and at the Port. That's right. That's right.
1: And people should pay attention
0: because it's going to affect their pocketbook how it comes out. And voters what? Voters vote their pocketbook, usually. <laughs> <laughs> and they didn't do it this uh, during this, mayor, this last mayor's race, but... Uh, Usually they uh, they vote their pocketbook. Hey John, it's always good to talk to you, man. It's always fun to do this, man. Okay, all right. We'll, we'll talk to you next week, man. Take care. Thanks a lot.